Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome once again to the Eric Zane Show podcast, daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. All business. Trying to get, stay as uh, above board and not excited with what the rest of the day and the weekend is going to bring your old pal, Eric Zane. Well, what is it, Zane? Are you... Are you going to like an amusement park or are you going to, uh, I don't know, are you going on a trip? What kind of? You must be doing something incredibly exciting. I am just going to tranquility in the middle of a secluded, isolated forest. The only sound is that of birds, coyotes, and A-10 warthog tank-busting fighter jets. I'm not even kidding. I don't, I don't know if the A-10s will be practicing up in Grayling at uh, Range 40 where the property is butted right up against the range. I might lower the property value. Yeah, I... You can uh, buy this fantastically wooded uh, uh, patch of land surrounded by artillery fire. Hold on a second. Uh, if you're watching, you can see Daisy licking her paws there, and that is it, that is going to go right to my brain. Honey, you got to stop. No. She's looking at me like, go to hell. You're not going to tell me what to do. What are you like the morality police in Iran? Oh, how about that? I guess that in a bit. But uh, so I'm all set. I got my uh, GPS monitors for the dogs yesterday. You hook them up to their collars. You can if they if they happen to get lost, like ah, oh, that's all right, asshole. I'll find you. So I'm good. I'm excited. Uh, so yeah, uh, go up there, and then the plan is. You know, I, uh, my goals are eat. I've got to, uh, file and sharpen the chainsaw blades and then, uh, cut up logs and split logs for firewood. All this, you know, mountain man shit. Picking up some sticks is also in the, uh, in the works. Maybe, uh, maybe mow the lawn up there. Listen to college football. You don't you don't watch it. You gotta listen to it on the radio. On the boom box, the old school nineteen eighty two boom box that I have there. I'm telling you, everything about this place is a throwback. I wish I could take you all there. That is a lie. I don't want any of you there at any one point. It would be just like that stalker Pellerito to show up. It's like a top story, Crawford County News, man found dead. Uh, please stay away. Just 
resist the urge to come to my property. Please resist the urge. Stay on your property. You stay on yours. I'll stay on mine. Chris says, remember then that when that was a Patreon goal? It actually still is. It's uh, I think if I get 500 people on Patreon, uh, that that actually will happen. But I don't think that's going to happen. Unless there's some, well, I mean, I don't know what else I can do. This seems fine, but it, it uh, it's a long ways off. There's no question. So welcome to you. I'm so glad that you're here enjoying the show as we get started once again. Uh, it's, it's cold as hell. It's 38 degrees outside. Oh my God. The heat kicked on last night. Ah, yes. That smell of all the dust burning off. You're like, what the, hey. it actually wakes you up. Hey, oh, oh, the heat's on. Fuck. Holy shit. My God. Uh, as we do the show from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio, Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. Not as far north as I'm going to be, uh, but still in the Northland. If you ever want to reach me, send me an email on the Shoreliners Striping inbox. That reminds me, if you recall, at the start of the week, I told the story about the DENIAC that showed up at Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. I painted him in the light of, okay, this guy's talking shit about me on the DENIAC's page, but then here he is hanging out, shaking my hand. What's the deal? Take a side. Take a stand. What the fuck is wrong with you? And he didn't say shit to me about any of that stuff. So I busted his balls, but good on the show. And then he responds. Hello, Eric Zane. I'm sorry it has taken so long for me to reply. I wore my keyboard out because of all the Facebook wars I'm involved in. <laughs> I had to wait for my mom to fall asleep before me so I could steal her credit card. Hey, not bad. Funny. You were correct that I was clueless Saturday when we met at Irvine's. You were... uh. You were wrong, though, by saying I was there to start trouble. So he's clarifying. Okay, that's good. I was there to look at some cars, donate a few bucks to a charity, and see a local celebrity. Well, uh, Megan was there, so you're lucky. I even lingered near you on two occasions, waiting for you to end your current conversation for me to say hi. In no way did I have an axe to grind. Or did I need to debate any issues uh, or concerns? And punching you was never a thought of mine as an afterthought. A hug would have been nice, 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 Jesus, nice. I really had no issues with you. Am I supposed to just because I don't agree with something? My Facebook post on Deniacs United has been my only post or communication with any Deniac since we all met at Bosco's a while back. Yeah, all right. I still agree, though, with my post there. But I definitely used stronger words to appeal to the audience of that, of that group. I think you mean one-syllable words. Of getting in good with them. I guess he that's what he says. He wanted to get in good with them. You got to have goals. 
I guess. I want to get in good with them. And then he follows it up with, I have heard that they have group sex and orgies. And then he wrote, I figure gross sex is better than no sex. All right. Plus, I can just tie a trash bag over my head so I can't see or smell them. I hear it's an awesome way to come, he wrote. Fuck. I have wondered why you are so paranoid. And this guy, he made, that was the, that was the point that this guy made uh, when he, he wrote on Deniax. He's like, why would, why would Eric even call the cops? And he's like, well, you know, I don't think you have the idea to, to, to uh, experience empathy. I really don't. It's not about being paranoid, okay? It's just not my job to go walking up to cars that are in front of my house with no one in it wondering what's up. Because he then goes on to say, yeah, be a man. You got a gun. Yeah, I don't think that in the uh, self-defense handbook is uh, is there anywhere it's written down that if you have a, a pistol on you to go hunt down the bad guys in front of your house and shoot them if they startle you. That's usually not what's preached, but thanks. Uh, I have wondered why you're so paranoid. Yes, I could have emailed you and asked, but you are a busy celebrity. This is very, very snarky. For all I know, I could have triggered some PTSD of a time you were a victim of a home invasion and watch your grandmother get murdered while you were sucking a big black dick. Don't suck a big black dick because I know you want to hear it. I still disagree with you calling the cops. That's nothing you can possibly disagree with because you are not in my shoes, moron. Because a car was in front of your driveway. You are a man. You carry. Be a man. Okay. Jason, you are the exact person who should never carry a pistol. Because of those words right there. That has nothing to do with it. You are a foolish individual. He says, now, if you saw people in the car with towels on their heads. What does that mean? By all means, call the cops. There is no need to deal with that shit. What is he saying there? With towels on their heads. Is that a uh, Middle Eastern terrorist vibe going? Is that the Klan? I'm not sure what he means by that or if he's just trying to be funny. I'm not sure because this guy is not funny. There's nothing funny about this guy. He is quiet, subdued, and very meek and calm. Then he goes on to talk about the show. I still think the show has changed. I I don't know. I don't know about any of that. All I can tell you is this. This is all I can tell you about this show. With two hours of looking at a camera and talking. Um, if you were to go back a year, a month, a week, uh, it's going to be different because the skill set is changing. I feel for the better. I feel that the ability to carry on a conversation with no one in the room with you 
is going to evolve over time. And it should improve. You should improve. Now, the only thing that may have changed that I might agree with is, I don't know, my outlook on the world. That will change. And that's because I'm brilliant. Brilliant people change their minds all the time based on new information. I'm also very humble. And that's been really coming into play too, as you all know. So, of of course, of course this changed. It may not jive with whatever the fuck goes through your brain and what you do for a living. Well, too bad. He says... The original magic might be gone. This is what I get with all of these DDX. As soon as they get behind their keyboard, they turn dramatic. And they think they're smart and they think they're funny. They're usually not either of those things. But they are dramatic. Case in point, you grew a garden of listeners. Which, by the way, we uh, are 10 days out from the last garden of listeners facebook post i imagine in uh, a few weeks we will be getting another garden of listeners post so keep your eyes out keep be on a lookout for the next garden of listeners email slash mass emailing to all of my audience members be on the lookout Uh, the original magic might be gone but i never said that the show was in the toilet I can't put my finger on exactly why I think the magic is gone. (laughs) My current theory is that I fell in love with the show and then it changed. Yeah. Red flag. If anyone tells you that I'm in love with this or I'm in love with that run. I'm not a big fan of change. What is the point of debating the above topics with you at a car show? He's uh, because I'm like, oh, yeah, what the hell? You got me. Why don't you say something? It would change nothing. Well, kind of like this email will change nothing, but embolden my opinion of you. Should I hate you for it? No. Should I be mad at you for it? It is. It is impossible to make everyone happy all the time. I can't believe my post upset you so much. I guess my opinions are worth more than a bag of your dog's poop. You probably find me weird and socially awkward because I don't leave my mom's basement very often. See, I can't tell if he's being funny or or serious. I've been trying to get out more, but I might stop because after Monday, everyone in the world probably hates me. I really wanted to tell you the three things you have said that got me so fat, uh, mad, fat, mad. I fast forwarded through the gay man accessory and fitness app advertisements a couple times. However, I have rambled way too long. Best regards, Jason Bennett. P.S. I hope you gain 10 pounds. So that was actually pretty funny. Uh, funny enough that, you know, I was, I was like, wait a minute. What's he saying? Oh, he's being funny. I then followed up. This is what I wrote. Jason. Oh, good. Uh, I embellish a lot when I tell stories. Fear not. I don't hate you. P.S. Thanks for coming out. And I don't hate you at all. In fact, I appreciate you paying attention and enjoying the show. 
I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. Uh, I I don't I it it does kind of concern me when someone stops down and says, "Huh, I think things have changed." Not sure what it is, but if I think about it more, I might find out what changed. Hey, fuckface, just laugh or don't. That's the show. Don't read into it more than your brain can possibly wrap uh, itself around. Ha ha or no ha ha. As long as you're not bored, I don't give a fuck. Nor should you. All right? What the fuck? Ha ah! Uh, Linda has some judgment for you, Jason. She says he's a crazy stalker who belongs with the Deniacs. They are his people. Pugs on the wing 420 writes, good morning, everyone laying in the hospital here. Just had a lumbar laminectomy like the NFK. Oh, oh, oh no. Ooh, Fuck. Yikes. Would you please, please reach out to me on email uh, during the weekend? I would love to engage you as you recover because you're not going to have a lot of time to do much. So don't be a stranger. Please. Kenny writes, quote, ha ha or no ha ha. I don't give a fuck. That should be the new tagline. Megan adds that. Bob says, I don't care this much about my own show, let alone someone else's. Hello, Bob. How are you? How are things in beautiful Alabama? All right. So that is what's up on the Shoreliners striping inbox. I am so happy that that happened. Florida man, 814, writes, It has changed for the fucking better. It was horse shit to have that group of memards always having to be seen. The show has dramatically improved since they fucked off. Corey indicates that when he said, if I had a towel on my head, it's a Muslim's slur insult. Corey indicates also sounds like this guy so far is toxic and racist. Kenny calls him a bigot. We all know Kenny is an ignorant bigot. Corey again says, agreed. They were trash and they ruined the flow of the show. Absolutely. So glad those pieces of shit, trash, meth-headed, toothless, butt-fuck, MAGA scum are gone. All right. Last night, Keith Urban in Grand Rapids Okay, now, the 
Queen of the Forest got a phone call from our pal Janine. And she's like, uh, hey, somebody backed out. I got tickets for my for the Keith Urban show. Do you want to go? Van Andel Arena. And she's like, yeah, I've heard he puts on an amazing show. And I think Keith Urban is, uh, I mean, I've never seen him, but all everything I've heard is that this dude just lays it down on his shows. And that if you go to the show, you're like, wow, I really had a great time, whether you like him or not. Now, true, if you go, it's going to be like 95% women. Because this dude, at I, I think he's like 55 years old, you know, but he looks like he's 35. And he's an absolute dreamboat. And all the chicks love Keith Urban. So Diana goes to the show. She sends me pictures with hard eyes. I'm like, come on. What the fuck? And uh, then she comes home. And she goes, mm-mm-mm. So handsome. And I'm like, why does he always look like, okay, he he's getting ready to go on stage. Whenever I see Keith Urban, I'm getting the impression that he took like a handful of Crisco and put it all in his hair. It always looks greasy as fuck, you know? But uh, she comes home and uh, I, I can't sleep because she's not there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, she finally comes home and uh, she's like, he puts on such a show. Oh, my God. And then uh, she says, you know what he did? He gave someone a guitar. I go, oh, okay. <clears throat> and I guess he wanders into the crowd. All right. And he's playing like in the, in the shit seats. And then he takes the guitar, signs the guitar, and gives it to somebody who's right there. All right? And I go, well, that is awesome. So then, uh, you know, all these women are there. And I, I'm not kidding about the women. It's always chicks go to Keith Urban con- concerts or uh, husbands bringing their chicks. Or or de- the, the, uh, the guys, the DD, and 10 chicks go with them just to see Keith Urban. That's the guy of the, that's the job of the guy at a Keith Urban show. Um, this is something that he's done in the past, uh, giving away, giving away a guitar. Megan says, LOL, there were so many men. Uh, well, I beg to differ because every clip that I've seen when he does the sing-along moments, all I hear is chick voices. Okay. This is what I mean. Audio check, video check. This is Keith Urban. Gotta sing Carrie's part. I don't know who the fuck he's talking about. Is that is that, does he sing a song with Carrie Underwood or something? I don't know. It doesn't matter.
it's, it's it, hair flip. Look at him, he dresses like he's 24. He's such a stud. I hell, I'd have sex with Keith Urban. He's such a stud. So then all the chicks are losing their minds. Now, in this clip here, all right, uh, he notices that there's a chick there who's got like a sash on that says, I'm getting married or or bachelor uh, uh, bride-to-be or some shit like that. Keith notices that. Now, this is legendary. See? He says you're getting married. Listen to the chicks. I don't know. I don't know what he's saying. Doesn't matter. But watch what happens next. Okay. I'm going to bounce ahead a little bit. He just said, I'm looking for the crazy people. And he's pointing to the chick who's, who's getting married. And you see this big dude here? His job is to, like, clear a path for her. You got the dudes in the yellow shirts, security, and then this big guy there. They're, they're going to help this lady onto the stage. Did you hear that? He said he's gonna. I'm gonna give you something for your wedding. All right, here it is. This guy's helping her up. She can't believe it. Look at her. She's screaming. And then he signs the guitar. Look at her. Oh, look at her feet. It's so hot. Okay, she's got that. I think that's a Gibson Les Paul around her neck. Great guitar, thousands of dollars. She's screaming. All she's she's screaming. She's up there with Keith uh, Keith Urban. She's looking forward to the uh, uh, BWs threes after the B Dubs after this, and she's got her guitar. Now watch. Ah! She fucking drops the guitar. <laughs> my only hope is that it's like a Les Paul uh, copy or imposter and it doesn't even matter you know it's like an $80 guitar look at that she had to pick up her guitar I he doesn't flinch he didn't do it because I would have been so pissed off at her okay but you see he's a champion that doesn't rattle him that's how he stays relevant and hot all right women love keith urban absolutely incredible good for him good for her cole says and now she's pregnant holy crap 15 dollars for uh if you went to the show, 
15 bucks for a white claw. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. $15 for a white claw or a high noon. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. Because that's what Diana drinks. She goes, well, I'm not doing that. Jesus. I guess Megan is there. She was there. She works um, like the concession area. That's the way Van Andel Arena does this. They do like uh, fundraisers for local organizations. In this case, something to do with the local school district. So the workforce is free. And then a percentage of that money goes to the schools. Okay? I think that that's how it works. But it's still bullshit. Okay? It's way, it's just ridiculous. So of that $15, how do you end up making money? How does the school end up making money? I'll bring you in. I'll just call you, okay? Oh, she says it's for the kids' baseball teams. Hang on a second. It's always good to have Megan on. And I I always mess up what she is in my phone. There she is. Oh, my God. Good morning. So you, good morning. You were at the show working again. Isn't that right? Yes. Okay. So, and that's for the baseball team? It's not for the school? It's not for the school. So we volunteer through our baseball organization since it's, excuse me, a nonprofit. And um, we get 8% of alcohol sales and 100% of the tips. Oh, my God. Yes. It's awesome. That's That sounds like, so how many volunteers work the concession stand? Like 10 of you are there? Well, so I was in one of the cans, which just sells like alcohol and bottled water last night. Yeah. So there were four of us. So the four of us would split, you know, the eight, eight or $9,000 worth of alcohol sales and then the tips. Oh my God. So what do you, what do you, what do you think you brought in? Well, last night was not the best. It was a little bit of an, uh, a more subdued crowd. It was a big sitting concert from what we could see. What? Um, yeah, or from what we heard, yeah. Um, not on the floor, obviously, but other areas were, were more sitting. Um, but like when we worked the um, Kevin Hart show, we all went away with about $560 oh my God. for working six hours. And that all is given away to the organization. Yeah, so then that comes like through non-text to our organization um, and then gets put into our kids' baseball accounts. And Holy there shit. are other people who, oops, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that that's really great. I mean, oh, that's a very charitable thing, you know? Well, I feel like it probably saves Van Andel a ton of money, um, but also they, they're helping out a lot of people. There's orchestras and baseball and hockey. I mean, there's everything is there. The, um, what is that thing that you were a part of with the hats, but you guys didn't wear hats with the little bikes? Um, uh, wait, put a lid on it. No, the Shriners, but you weren't a Shriner. You were somebody else. Oh, were God. You in, um, were you uh, in some N- kind of... Knights of Columbus. Yeah, yeah they're there. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So they they uh, provide the workforce, and then, all right, so 
Uh, and so then there's a little bit more justification for the $15 high noon. Well, we don't set the prices. I wish that um, we could. However, I think I'd probably leave them high because I like getting a cut of the sales. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In fact, I think they should raise them more. I think it should be well, 50 bucks a beer. Well, it is $15 a beer. No, five zero. Oh, I don't think anybody would drink them, but apparently dollar beer, dollar dog nights are very good for the volunteers as well. So I'll be up there for a bunch of those. Hey, I forgot to bring this up. Totally unrelated. At the car show, there was the old timer, David, in the 1961 Ford Econoline, who won yes. three of the four pieces of hardware. <laughs> How about that? Good day. That guy was, he was on cloud freaking nine. He was so happy. He was happy, and he made a lot of people happy. I didn't hardly look at any cars, but that was one I did look at. So oh, he was he was tremendous. That that car show, I you know, um, you know, sometimes if I uh, with, with the amount of time that we were there, like plus uh, over three hours, it just flew by. There were so many people to interact with and talk and talk to, and just I mean, it was just fantastic. Every, everything about that. Yeah, it was a good day, and I, I heard that you made a, a nice little um, connection with um, one of my co-workers' families about Jim. living donor situations, yeah. and that was really cool, too. Is that Jim's son or his son-in-law? Um, his son-in-law, I believe. I could ask more questions. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he, he's suffering from kidney disease, and he's uh, he's gonna. Well, he needs a new one. He needs a new kidney. Yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, I I told him. I go look. I said to Jim, the dad. I go look, buddy. If if someone like steps up and wants to help this individual, um, you please if they because some people get like scared or concerned. You know, because there's a lot of time that has to pass from committing to do it and then actually doing it so much so that people get into their own heads and then they like, oh, I don't want to do it because they freak out, which is understandable. I said to him, I go, use me as the calming voice because I've lived this and I can talk anybody through this. I really can. And uh, so, well, I mean, that's the very least I could do uh, considering what that uh, that dude is going through. Uh, Losing kidney function is no picnic. For God's sake! So. Well, I'll make sure that they they have your number if they if they get or when oh. they get to that part. Not yeah, if, when yeah. They get there. And and we connected on Facebook, Jim and I. So oh, good. it it's cool. So good, all good. right, yeah, all right. Well, uh, good job last night, and uh, I and you informed me that there was plenty of dudes there, huh? There were so many, so many guys there, and a lot of them were having a good old time. I bet. Uh, I know. I if I would have gone to that show, I would have loved that show. Yeah, it I, sounded great. You know, I mean, uh, it all is involved with, to me, it's, is it a good time or is it a bad time? That, that you know, it's either fun or not fun. And I think that I've I would add fun. I've seen some people have not fun at shows and have to be escorted out, which is always fantastic to see because it gives us a little entertainment because we can't look in and like see what's happening. That's one of the rules is you can't look in. Right. Um, and so it's, it was um, during the Kevin Hart show, there were a, quite a few people who got escorted out. So that was a nice show because we were right at the top of the escalator. So we were watching everybody be forced out. What is, <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, is it people who are just drunk? You know, I think at the Kevin Hart show, a lot of it started with him putting their phones 
in those little satchels because nobody could have their phones at the Kevin Hart show. Right. Like no phones, no Apple watches, no AirPods. Like people are carrying around these weird like sack neoprene, like sack things that they couldn't open. And I think that made people really mad, even though it wasn't a surprise when they got there. Right. Um, But you mix that with a little bit of alcohol and people maybe trying to open up the little pouches or after they've snuck something in, getting caught. I think that it was just a magical mixture of bad news waiting to happen. If you have your phone in one of those pouches and then you need to make a phone call, can you walk to a spot, get it out, call, and then put it back? Yeah, so you, um, they had up on the concourse, there is where that Jack Daniels bar is over yeah. in, the, in the corner. That was like the safe zone. So like they deemed that as a space where the people were far enough away from hearing anything Kevin Hart that they could have their phone there. But you would have to go in there, have it unlocked, and like then put it back in the satchel yeah. before leaving that area. That's excellent. They figured it yeah. out. Now you just have to kind of weed the assholes out, teach them, and then, you know, there you go. Yeah. Well, security was crazy that night. They had so many extra people in those yellow shirts that were just watching for cell phone glows in the audience. It was it was crazy. So Excellent. Very cool. <laughs> and they and they should. I like that. You know? Um, wow. Well, excellent. Hey, I appreciate you so much. Have a great rest of your day. All right, miss. Hey, thanks. You too. I'll okay. talk to you later. Yes, ma'am. See you. Megan, uh, Megan from Irvine's was at the show selling $15 drinks. Okay. Look, that's a long intro. Welcome into the show for you folks who are getting it on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. All right. You're going to miss a lot if you don't go to Twitch. Because I'm going to cut the cord right now. And if you're not on Twitch, you're going to miss it. So go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live to get the rest of today's show. And I've got a lot of ground to cover. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. As soon as I get done with this live show, I'll be posting the audio to all the usual spots online. You can download the Eric Zane show podcast or just get it on my website. EricZaneShow.com. Hey, buy a t-shirt, bastard, and then send it back to me. Okay, so that's uh, that's it for the crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Twitter brought to you by my friends at Blue Frost IT, who I owe money to and I have to pay. Shit. I even wrote that down. And then uh, YouTube, the almighty YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Russians are finally getting the message. So when the Russians invaded Ukraine, the Russian government said, 
we are going there to defeat the Nazi army. The Ukrainians are actual Nazis, and we are going there to liberate the people. This is as bad as the whole cult of personality in North Korea. Uh, the media is state-run, and uh, these people believe what they're fed, kind of like MAGA, all right, in Russia, to an extent. So uh, a good portion of the Russian population is like, yeah, we should. Now, we all know that that's not true, and that's simply propaganda to justify invading a sovereign nation, uh, killing innocent children, men, and women and taking over that land. All right. However, it hasn't worked out at all because uh, NATO and well, of course the U S is in this war. We are in a war right now. It's called a war by proxy and we're sending the most high tech of high tech military weapons uh, in the world with the exception of uh, fighter jets. So, there you go. Now, we've done this before. Years ago, uh, when uh, uh, the Russians invaded Afghanistan, we provided tons of uh, weaponry to an organization known as Taliban to fight the Russians. By the way, if uh, if you're getting a, uh, if, if the internet feed looks a little wonky i am uh, really sorry i don't know what the hell is going on i hope that that's just on my end but anyway so uh we gave all these arms in the 1980s to the uh to the folks in afghanistan to fight back the russians the russians eventually did pull out ended that war and then the taliban went ahead and took all of those uh, uh armaments that we uh that we had that we had given them and used them to take control of afghanistan so who knows how this one's going to work out, but uh, this is yet another war by proxy. And I think the Ukrainians, from what I've read, have been making inroads in getting their country back so much so that the Russians have said, all right, we're bringing back the draft. We are j- calling up young men and, well, men, I think just men, um, and uh, men and ugly women into the Russian armed forces. And that is happening right now as we speak. And it hasn't happened since World War II that uh, Russian forces or the uh, Russian government have had to actually mobilize a draft. Now, how are the Russian people responding to this? I'm not even kidding you. They're fleeing to Armenia. Okay. Armenia has, an, and a few other spots too, but Armenia has an open border, okay? It's like the U.S. border here with Mexico. It's open. Anybody can just come and go as they please. So, uh, yeah, that's actually happening right now. The Russians are like, well, fuck this. They were all like, yeah, good. We should invade Ukraine. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh-oh, this is suddenly getting real because Putin is calling on uh, is instituting the draft. Uh, I'm reading an article about 29-year-old 
Oleg, who was a sergeant in the Russian reserves. Oleg said he always knew that he would be the first in line if the draft was declared. So what is he doing? He's pulling the old Ted Nugent. He's, well, no, he's not. Ted Nugent shit his pants in order to get out of going to uh, Vietnam. But this guy is is dodging the draft, and a ton of Russians are doing it. Um, outside of stopping people as they're driving out of Russia, which they're not doing, that's really the only thing that they would be able to do, uh, forcibly stop people from leaving Russia. There's like a huge line of traffic to actually leave Russia as people are fleeing to the um, within driving distance nations that have a open border, Armenia being one of them. Oh, my God. I'll be driving across the border tonight, he said in a telephone interview Oleg did on Thursday from the airport in Orenburg, a southern Russian city. I have no idea when I'll step foot in Russia again, he said, referring to the jail sentence Russian men face for avoiding the draft. Oleg said he will leave behind his wife, who's due to give birth next week. I will miss the important, the most important day of my life, but I am simply not letting Putin turn me into a killer in a war that I want no part in. The Kremlin's decision to announce a partial mobilization has led to a rush among men of military age to leave the country, likely sparking a new, possibly unprecedented brain drain in the coming days and weeks. So that is happening as we speak. Direct flights from Moscow to Istanbul, Yerevan, Armenia, Tashkent, and Baku, the capitals of countries allowing Russian free visit entry or Russians visa free entry were sold out for the next week. Uh, border guards in Finland, the last European Union country that still, oops, that still allows entry into Russians with tourist visas said they have noticed an exceptional number of Russian nationals seeking to cross the border overnight. Oh yeah. It was all fun and games when they were fighting the Nazis, but now all you young assholes have to fight. Fuck you. And then there's all sorts of clips of like police, uh, wandering through various, uh, cities in Russia. I see one picture in St. Petersburg, Russia, where, uh, the, look at this. This this cop has just got the baton back and he's bashing people in the head because they're protesting the war. Cole writes, quote, quote from Oleg. I didn't sign up for this when I signed up for the reserves. So that is happening as we speak. Also on the world stage. By the way, just giving you a warning. If everything just drops off the face of the earth on this live stream, uh, just kind of wrap your mind around that idea of it possibly happening because <coughs> I'm getting indications on my end that everything's about to explode here. This story is even more horrible. This is uh, in Iran. Now, we've talked before about some of these nations and how backwards they are with what they do to women. There's a uh, government uh, entity in Iran called, actually called the Morality Police. And they encountered 22-year-old Masa Amini. She's now dead. 
Masa Amini was wearing her traditional garb of the hijab over her head. And uh, now it isn't as hard line as like the uh, Taliban F in the uh, Afghani Taliban set up because there you have to have your face covered and only you can just see out of your eye spots. But I mean, no man can see your face other than in the home in a country like Afghanistan right now. Tehran, you have to wear the hijab over your head. Amini is wearing her gear and then the morality police stop her and they said, yeah, though you have everything on, what you have on your legs is too form-fitting. It's almost like, I guess, it could be described as leggings, perhaps. And so they arrested her. Masa Amini. Now, I don't know why why it's taken all these people this long. Why has this one meant so much? I don't know. Maybe this is like the last straw. But you see, Armenian men are pussies. They always have been. They're gutless twats. And for years this has happened. For some reason now, it's become like the last straw. So they've finally gotten some nerve and they're rebelling because uh, the morality police killed her. But they said, oh, no, no, no. She just had a heart attack in custody. It was no big deal or some shit. But that's not true at all. Everybody knows what happened. And now the Iranians are attacking. And there's all these protests in the street and... This is a big deal. And you know what's interesting about this? Back in 1979 in the Islamic Revolution, um, there was, uh, well, Iran at the time, there was some unrest because they were run. It was a monarchy. It was the Shah of Iran had, uh, had been in charge there, like the king, if you will. That was when my dad lived there because he took over. Well, it was right about when my dad left, when the Shah of Iran took over. And it was like a monarchy. Well, it was a monarchy. That, that ruled, and they were influenced by the West, Western cultures, the United States. So Iran was thriving, but it was still fucked up because it's corrupt as all hell. And then finally, they went to the religious side of it, and, and the revolution took place. Ayatollah Khomeini takes over. He was exiled in the mid-1960s ahead of time. He comes back. He takes over and they're like, yeah, we don't want the West to influence us. We want to be influenced uh, by religion. And so they adopted these strict rules, one of which was uh, women having all of these uh, things put against them so that they can't live free and they have to dress a certain way. They, they can't act. They, you know, you can't do any. You have to have your hair long. You can't do anything. So they fought for this to happen. Fast forward to 2022. Now they want to go back the other way. So shit is hitting the fan in Iran. I mean, like people are dying. There's uh, the, the uh, uh, what do you call it? The military and the police are beating the shit out of people and killing them. It's a shit show. And this is all um, because Amini was taken to what's known as a re-education center to receive, quote, guidance on her attire. Now, we all know that in Iran, the guidance is they put up, you know, like when you jump your car, your battery's dead. They put one of those on a nipple, 
on each nipple and then turn on the juice. Uh, her death has sparked an outpouring of anger. It snowballed to include issues ranging from freedoms in the Islamic Republic to the crippling e- uh, economic impacts of sanctions, protests, clashes. Iran's shut off the Internet. Okay? So the people that are fighting, they're all young people that are like, all right, this, this is bullshit, man. We want to be like the U.S. now. It's fucking Iranians. Um, they had the the government said well fuck this we can't have them communicate so they shut down the internet because people were communicating on instagram and whatsapp about what they're going to do next and so they're cracking down now and this this could get really ugly when this has happened in in the past in recent history well like with china and shit like that usually the no one knows what's going on while tanks are rolling through the streets squishing people so this is bad and then the women in Iran are actually burning their hijabs in the street. And, uh, and they've got support from the, from everybody. It's like, this is ridiculously rare. This just doesn't happen. And then other chicks are cutting their hair in the street and everybody's cheering them on. So it is a big problem, which could lead to kind of like a civil war, which honestly, fingers crossed. Let's hope so. Let's hope that what was a, a ridiculously gutless group of men in this country have finally grown a spine and are doing something about this ridiculous persecution that has happened to these people. I mean, my God. Holy fuck. So hopefully that is happening. That's all unfolding as we speak. Complete unrest in Iran. Finally, the Russians are getting the message. And finally, the Iranians are getting the message. I tell you what, you know who isn't going to want to go back and visit Iran is my dad, who grew up in a neighborhood in uh, Tehran called uh, Zargande. Remember, he said on the show, I want to go back to Iran and see my old friends at the police station. I don't think you do. My God. Kyle says U.S. cops could learn from Russian cops. It's okay to beat unarmed white people. All right. Hey, this show, when I'm done with it, I have a Patreon bonus podcast and I over deliver. That is the goal. I do the free podcast. Encourage you to sign up for the Patreon because if you like the free one, you'll like the Patreon. Welcome back, Bobby Green on the Patreon. I appreciate you. Thank you for signing back up. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Support the show by supporting the Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Zarek. Zarek. God, what an idiot. Eric Zane. What is wrong with me today? That's like the third time I've done the old free beer word scramble. Fuck me. Except I don't get mad when I bust myself or you bust me about the things I say. Freebeer used to get so pissed. I don't think he does now because it's not me. But the him and I were like, you know, oil and water. We did not blend at all. So when I would make fun of him, 
about the fucking shit I would say, or that he would say, listen to me, I'm doing it again. When I would do that, he would get so pissed. Oh, true story. True story. There was a time when Hot Wings, Joe, Eric agreed, don't make fun of him if he word scrambles. And because it would like, he'd get super pissed and we're like, ah, fuck, you know, let's not, not worry about that. Because if he gets pissed, it's going to affect the show long-term for the day. And we don't want to deal with that. And so months passed and then he brought it up. He goes, Hey, how come you guys aren't busting me about that? Because I know I'm still doing it. So he noticed. And we were like, Oh, uh, we didn't notice. Uh, uh, no idea. I don't know. Uh, oh, okay. We'll uh, pay more attention then. So, uh, he then came back to the pack and, uh, that, that gave us the green light to make fun of his word scrambles. And I think to this day, he still does do it and, uh, and does get made fun of, but I'm telling you, it's remarkable that he, that him and I worked for as long as we did together. We were it. Oh fuck. It's a miracle. And I credit me. All right. I, it is because of me and my willingness to let things go that we were able to thrive for as long as we did. It's because every bit of success is because of me. Everyone knows it. Anyone who doesn't is just lying to themselves. If it weren't for me, they'd have nothing. I can't even say that with a straight face. It's just stupid. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> There's going to be somebody who goes, can you believe this asshole said that? <laughs> All right. Enough. Where was I? What was I talking about? Okay. I was talking about the uh, uh, Patreon. Aram said, uh, there's the best of bit when you and Hot Wings revealed the free beer, his montages of saying so on and so forth. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, Reverend Rowdy Ron said, does this guy have a big ego or what? LOL. I'm kidding, Ron. Come on. There's no way that a person who does the show in his pajamas wearing Crocs in a dormer above his garage can be arrogant. That's just fucking ridiculous. Okay. Part of what makes this show happen for the past nearly four years, 905 episodes as of right now is, uh, is are the sponsors blue frost it, the managed it service provider for this show. If you have a small or a medium sized business, reach out to them when you're ready to upgrade your tech. 30-minute conversation. It's all it's going to take. Complimentary consultation, 616 uh, 285 More info at com. If at your house you got a laptop, desktop, whatever, that needs servicing, you know, like a quick fix, they can do that too for you. Uh, but they like to work. They're best equipped to help you and your small or medium-sized business. Don't go without tech support. You need it. Blue Frost IT. 
when it comes to uh, getting a uh, mortgage or a, re- a refi or whatever, think about the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. They can help you no matter what state you're in, with the exception of Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, and South Carolina. 231-332-6505. NMLS number 3035. I am going to bust out a gruesome leg break for you. I want to be completely upfront with you. This might be one of the grossest things that has ever happened. And I'm going to try to get Kyler... From iCairo, Kyler is, I think Kyler's a chiropractor. Are you a chiropractor or are you an assistant to the first mate of the second assistant chiropractor? I need to bring you in because Kyler sent this and I want to talk to Kyler about this horrible football leg break. So, If you're like watching live, I'm going to give you fair warning when I'm about to show it to you. So don't worry. Some of you can't take it, but the, some of you who are like on the fence, I want you to work up the courage to be grossed out. All right. So let me call Kyler. He sent this thing along. He might be working though. Uh, Tyler says, yes, show me. Oh, this is, this is gruesome. Texas tech. All right. I don't think this is going to work with Kyler. That's okay. That's okay. I received this from him. Now what you got here is I haven't looked to see if there's a better video of it. It doesn't matter. You, I mean, this is this is fine. You can see everything in all of its gross glory. Uh, but it's someone holding a cell phone up to the TV to get the footage. Audio, check. Video, check. Okay. There's no sound in this video. Let me make it as big as I can. Here, wait. All right. There it is. I almost screwed that up. Oh, okay. Hang on. Damn it. All right. It started rolling before I was ready. Okay. So this guy right here is running in. You got white guy getting ready to tackle uh, black guy. Okay. Texas Tech at NC State. The dude in the white jersey, the black guy in the white jersey, his leg's going to snap in half below the knee, above the ankle. And then it's going to start to come off. And it's going to rip through the skin. And his dark black skin, you're going to see a line of white fat meat and, and shin bone break out. No blood because we didn't get that far. The video's not that long. But, you know, like for any person, white or black, when you get below the surface of the skin, it's got that white 
fat gristle meat a few layers down. You see that splitting out from the wound in his leg. All right? This is so hot. You guys are going to love this. All right. Slow-mo. Okay, right now everything's great. Now, I don't know what the hell. I think the other dude in the white jersey rolls up on this guy who's standing, uh, who's standing his left leg. Yeah, okay, right there. Boom. No? Is that it? No? Okay, right here. This guy is going to hit right here. This is how fragile this game is. What a fucked up game, football. Okay, right there. Now it's breaking. It's broken in half. Oh, oh, okay. It's completely gone. Oh, look it. Look at, did you see that? That is his shin bone popping. Oh, my God. Come on, dude. Come on. Look at, there it is. That is his shin bone flying out of there. Oh, my God. Oh. 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 What the fuck? Maybe the worst one I've ever seen. So up close and real. Wow. Exploded leg syndrome. Holy crap. I need to take a break. Whoo. Uh, Josh says, we need sound. Do your neck. Let me try. Check, check. That's not enough. Oh, Ooh, that one hurt a little. Uh, dude in the hospital. As I sit in the hospital eating my breakfast, this is perfect early morning content. Mm, yum. That's a dude who uh, had the back surgery. Look up Gordon Howard ankle. That one was awesome too, according to Corey. Oh, 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 oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> Holy shit. I can speak for Kevin here. We saw that. It dampened all the enthusiasm we had for the opening of the NBA season. What was it like to see it firsthand? Um, I don't know that I've seen an injury quite like that or a reaction like that in person. Um, you know, I was not there in the arena for the Paul George injury, which had apparently for people who were there the same sort of effect. But immediately, you know, you, you see, I looked at Dwayne Wade who went to one knee and started. <laughs> one guy, it looks like they're getting ready to puke. Open on the court. And it was interesting that the Cavaliers players seem to be as affected if not more so than the celtics players and it just happened to i just happened to catch the eyes sitting at courtside lebron and it, i immediately got a, a text from grant hill uh grant hill of course who played nearly 20 years in the league but who lost about four or five of those years at the prime of his career with lower leg injuries related to ankles in some cases and so obviously grant is uniquely qualified to both feel all right enough of that shit. that's just hideous Holy cow. Uh, we can't forget the Kevin Ware Louisville basketball player leg break. Yeah, his bone was popping out of the skin. That was incredible. 
Uh, whatever happened to the guy? Does the guy still play? The Gordon Hayward dude? Gordon Hayward Wiki. I'd never heard of this dude. Uh, yeah, still plays. He still plays. He was drafted in the uh, first round, ninth overall in 2010 out of Butler. And he is still playing with the Charlotte Hornets. Um, I got to call Rick from TC Paintball. I just realized I haven't called him. I'm running late. Shit. So let's bring him in. Hey, honey, how you doing? Oh, my God. Is, that's pretty good. You sound just like Stevie. Hey, honey, how you doing? The, the one you were, the drops you were doing yesterday on the Patreon were great. I don't even remember. What what was it? It was it was all Stevie. You were oh, talking it was all, about Stevie. It, I, was, it was in regards to uh, infidelity. And uh, oh, yeah. you, you, were, you, were, you were setting it up like uh, Stevie was uh, entertaining a bunch of people. It was good. <laughs> Oh yeah, she is. Uh, she's fantastic, and so are you, Rick. So are you. I agree. Rick, October sixteenth is our paintball event, right? I believe so. I mean, grab my calendar here. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, uh, do we? Do you think we start at four or five? Well, the uh, the sun sun. Uh, uh, wow, I can't think. Um, <laughs> the the uh, daytime hours are getting skinnier. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe we might have to do a four. No, we won't have to do a four. We have the indoor. We won't no, have no, 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 no. I said four. F O U R. Yeah, yeah. That that might be the thing. That uh, that might be a good. Yeah. Move. I'll get back to you on the start time. We can always we can always add that later. Uh, all right. So there's a lot that I want to get to on trigger time with Rick from TC Paintball. Um, first of all, I was just showing leg breaks. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, it's man, those are hard for me to watch. I'm getting better at those. I think when I'm watching them on this show, I can handle it. But when I'm not on the show, for some reason they're harder to watch. Well, when you're you know, when you first see them, you know, when you know it's coming, you know it's coming. And I, I I'm just in the habit of looking away when the bad moment gets there. I've never really I've never really broken a leg, um, but I've I've rolled my ankles a ton in sports in my in my life and I've rolled them pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and whenever I see a bad ankle injury, I can I can kind of feel it in my ankles. And, man, that's an uncomfortable feeling. Um, that is when – and then they make noise when it happens. Oh, uh, yeah. I think bringing Kyler in is a great idea. Oh, God. Holy shit. Uh, side note, by the way, uh, getting back to the uh, paintball event, that's going to be post-half marathon. Oh, yeah, you said that. So yeah, I, so you're going to do it that day, right? I'm going to be an easy target. We may have to punt. Uh, no, 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 no. Hell no. You're no spring chicken, Zane. No, I'm doing it, man. I'm doing it. It's going to be that's great. Gonna be, that's going to be a pile of losses all on the same day then, isn't it? I Hey, I'm okay with that. It'll be great. It adds to the mystique, you know? I didn't realize there was any. Well, I, the, the mystique of the day. Okay, got it. Um, all right. So broken bones are gross. They're terrible. There's no doubt about it. Uh, there's a couple other things that I wanted to get to that I wanted to talk about. Uh, first of all, consider, well, I was just showing a clip of the Boston Celtics. All right. 
Yep. And um, they're, they're, th- that was from a few years ago, but they're in the news right now because their head coach is a guy named Ime Udoka. And he, in his first year last year, he led the Celtics to the finals. And then all he's done since then is have an affair with a lady at work who works for the basketball team. Okay. So I checked out the link that you sent, and I there's got to be something that I'm missing. Like, what what am I missing in that story um, that would that would warrant a one year suspension? I don't know. I'm with you because he has a, a long time live-in girlfriend, and he uh, he had an affair with a person that works in the Boston Celtics organization. The team fi- found out about it, and I shrugged. I went, "Who who gives a shit?" And then they suspended him for a whole year because he had a consensual relationship with a person that works in the organization. There's something that we don't know yet. Like that's an unprecedented suspension. I mean, if it, if it's if it's so bad, if whatever the details are are so bad that it warrants a suspension, then why not just fire him and move on? I mean, professional sports franchises fire coaches, you know, after a uh, a poor start to the season typically, and they're going to suspend them for a year and give the team kind of a, a, a new personality um, for a year and then bring them back. I, I feel like there's, I feel like there's something there that we're not, we're not hearing yet. There's some, there's more to that story. Yeah. And he, Udoka, uh, Ime Udoka, he issued a statement that was like, Oh, this is my fault. And uh, I'm sorry. It was horrible. And I was like, what the fuck? What is happening here? Um, yeah, I mean, if, if the guy has an affair, that's no business of mine. That's between him and his wife, who she's her significant other. She's probably, he's got enough trouble. She's going to kick his ass, but yeah, but we're talking about the NBA right now and infidelity. I mean, aren't they, aren't they right next to each other in the dictionary? Oh, big time. I mean, seriously, it's like, there is no such thing as, as, uh, I mean, these, these guys, you're absolutely right. They they are like that. That happens all the time. And there are people in the NBA who've done a hell of a lot worse, like breaking rules and whatever, uh, uh, probably gambling or some type of drug use or, and, or beating their wives who don't have this type of punishment. This is ridiculous. Well, yeah, and don't get me wrong. I'm not condoning those actions. I'm not condoning infidelity at all. I just am not that surprised that it's going on in that league, and that's just a weird reaction to it by the team i don't, I don't understand we're, we're going to get more about that story um as it comes out because there, there's some details that we're not we're not aware of yet uh there's another story of a matter of the heart in the news and that is maroon fives adam levine have you found out how this was revealed i mean have you followed the story i i only know of it from what you um you okay. were talking about i think it was yesterday or two days ago on your patreon yeah um I, I mean, it just sounds like that he's a dirtbag and he, he's all over Instagram all the time. How about the dynamic of he wasn't in, in the weeds. He got in the weeds when he reached out to the mistress from a year earlier and asked if he could name his kid after her. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that was uh, reestablishing some... Uh, Reestablishing a a connection with that chick. I think that's the only reason that he reached out to her there. Yeah, he probably thought, oh, she's going to love this, and I'm going to be able to have this affair with her again because I'm doing this. And then it backfires, and the crazy bitch goes public with it, and now he's fucked. 
He should have left well enough alone. You know? I know he was. He, he got away with whatever he got away yeah. with. He should have left well enough alone and not went back for more. You always return to the scene of the crime. Right. And he was in the clear. Okay. He was leading at Daytona and then he got sideways. Oh my God. And now all these chicks are coming out Tiger Woods style and said, Oh yeah, he sent me a picture of his dick. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So he's twisting in the, in the wind. Um, all right, good. I'm glad he is. Yep. And, and all while his wife is pregnant. I mean, that's not, that's not good. Stress is, that's one thing you don't want to do is, uh, have your wife all stressed out when she's pregnant for God's sake. And also 10 years down the road or whatever, when she's thinking about her pregnancy, I mean, what, what else is she going to think about? She's going to think about that situation. Yeah. You know, and, and it's one thing if everyday people do it and get in trouble and whatever, but when, when you have something as public as this, you know, in, in 10 years, that kid's going to uh, uh, find out online what dad did. Oh, fuck me. That seems, that seems terrible. Yeah, but I mean, there's a there's going to be a laundry list for him to check out at that point. Right, right, right. Uh, er, did you hear my story earlier in the week about in Idaho, mom brought the kid to Joanne Fabrics? Yes. Oh, okay. my God. There's a lot to unpack there. Where, There's where, a lot to unpack there, and you know, I am, I'm pro. How do I put it? Um, when you go to a store, any t- any person that you enter, interact with at any type of establishment like that, you want to assume as a customer that everybody's on the same page. So every individual that you interact with is a representation of that establishment. And when you have someone going rogue like that, and and uh, you know, I don't care what you believe, what you you know what you're going to do but when you go to a store you don't need that opinion right that's, right that's not that person's business at all you cut the fabric you give them whatever they ordered and you say thank you very much have a nice day you do not impart your your own personal opinion on that that's, right. that's absolutely ridiculous and for those who don't know the mom and the seven-year-old came in she happens to be a dressmaker on tiktok and she uh while they were making this purchase of the fabric with the seven-year-old the seven-year-old said, "Mommy's making it's a boy. Ma- Mommy's making me a Spider-Man dress." And then the the chick proceeded. To, the worker at Joanne Fabrics got all pissed off, started lecturing them about right and wrong, and that it was heated and ugly. Rightfully, the chick got fired. Okay, so perfect. Now let's let's go back even further, though. If Rick, um has okay you know what let me let me take you out of it let's say dude is at home and or mom and the seven-year-old boy walks up and says hey mom i want to start wearing dresses at school what is what do you think should happen there well where am i at now okay where am i at when i hear this i'll just say this if it's you and you have a seven-year-old boy that walks up to you and says dad i want to start wearing dresses to school what do you do now this is my kid in yeah. my in the in the comfort of my home yeah well, that's a completely different situation then, right? Um, then I can have an opinion on it. Then I'm not representing right. uh, my establishment to the public. So do you say, yeah, go ahead, wear a dress to school? <laughs> that, it's tough for me to say yes to that. Now, I know that kids go through phases. Um, so I guess, personally, I would hope that this is a phase. And I would try to support him. I, I was talking about this on the show and I said that if, if it was me, I think it would be appropriate to say, well, let me go half, 
Let me go halfway with you here. Because if you go to school wearing a dress, you're going to get the fuck kicked out of you. Okay? Uh, Mentally and physically. So, you can wear a dress to school when you become a fifth degree black belt. And you have the willingness to rip out someone's throat. Because then, if you have that strength and ability, no one is going to fuck with you. And I think that any person who has a child that wants to wear a dress or become transgendered or is transgendered, they should have a assassin skill set before they get out in the wild. What do you think? Well, I think that would help. And they're definitely going to catch some flag for it. That's, that's kind of where I stand. I would, I would support it, but you have to be willing to, to kill. <laughs> well, I think uh, letting them know what is in store for them is a, is a good move. You know, you can kind of warn them of the pitfalls of it. And I think that, uh, you know, letting kids make their own decision. If you don't let them make their own decision, then, you know, they're going to, they're going to do it behind your back anyway. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough situation to be in. It's a, you gotta, yeah. you gotta let your kids kind of soil their oats a little bit. I give a lot of credit to people who are having a gender crisis or an identity issue like that. And then they finally take a stand, you know, because they, they get accused of being like, if boy wants to become girl of being a sissy or whatever shit like that. But in my mind, that's kind of like the bravest of the brave because they know full well that they're going to be just brutalized. It takes a lot of uh, 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 intestinal fortitude to do something like that, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. That is a, it's a bold move. And they know they're going to get uh, noticed. They know they're going to stand out from the crowd at that point, too. What would you rather have, a daughter that wants to be a boy or a son that wants to be a girl? Well, how do you answer that question? I don't, I don't know if I have a preference there. You just, I mean, because if it were me, I would rather have a daughter that wants to be a boy. They're probably going to catch less shit for it, right? I think so. I think so. I yeah, think, I can understand. I can understand that. Like, I that's think, probably if I were, if I had to pick one of the two situations, that's probably the way I would lean. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I think I would have. I wouldn't really have a problem with both, but I think the processing time would take longer for me if I had, if Jim came home and said, Hey dad, I'm going to be a woman. I think it would be, uh, it would take longer for me. Now, is this before or after he came home as a 17 year old father? Well, it would have to be after because that makes it more complex and that makes it more fun. <laughs> Maybe fun. Definitely yeah. more complex. You see, I'm always a glass half full guy. If you give me something ridiculous, or something that is completely what I'm used to, not in my skill set. Uh, I have no experience with it whatsoever. That is difficult, but it allows for a better podcast. Well, I mean, if there's one thing that I think universally we can all say about you is you roll with the punches. You must. You must in order to have fun. It must be, you must uh, 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 take it all with a grain of salt, I guess. You know, kind of like how, how I do when people show up at my house or send me bobbleheads. <laughs> I, the countdown is on, right? We're uh, supposed to get contact from uh, one of those individuals soon. Yeah, I, I'm expecting another Garden of Listeners uh, Facebook post before too long. So, Or maybe uh, an email blast of some sort. Yeah, maybe. Hey, were you included on the email blast? I was. Oh, yeah? Okay. And you you just kind of lay low? Well, it, it got a little annoying. Um and, and again, I, I don't hate anybody over there. Right, um, right. But it, it got a little annoying when it's, you know, they're like, 
you know, when, when that, that half says, you know, we're done with it, we're not listening anymore, but then they keep coming back with an opinion or a post or something like that. It's like, if you're done, you're done. Like, leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just, I don't, it just, it just seems like they, they, there's a little bit of attention wanting going on there. I just, that's what I feel. Some of those folks, because I didn't, I was a, literally the last person to know about it. Um, some of those people were pissed and were firing back like nasty emails. Oh, a lot of that was reply all. I read a lot of those. Yeah, holy shit. Um, frankly, I hope it continues as usual. It's good for business. Please don't stop. Um, maybe they will. If they if they do, I'm disappointed. I don't want it to end. I, you know, something's going to happen. I feel like some of them are going to come back. Some of them are going to realize, you know what, water under the bridge. That's not for everybody. Um, I think a few of them were more in the crosshairs than others were. Um, but, you know, the, the great unifying force from the beginning was you. And if they remove the unifying force, yeah, they have you to beat up on for a little bit in their own personal conversations. But after a while, that kind of goes away and it becomes less and less for them to talk about. You know, do they do they come back to the herd at that point? Do right. They, you know, do they they try to glam onto another podcast, which I know is, is kind of already happened, but is it the same thing? You know, I think I think something's going to happen. There's a reason that they were there in the first place. Well, yeah, it's kind of like no one really beats up Tiger Wood any uh, uh, Tiger Woods anymore for what he did to uh, Elon. No one gives a shit anymore. You know, it's our it's it's over. Yeah, it's accepted, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's accepted, but it well, def- it's, it's accepted that he did it. Not that it's a, it's acceptable behavior, but they all understand <laughs> who he is and what he did. Rick, are you going to be in town this weekend? Are you hosting events? Uh, what's happening at TC Paintball? Absolutely. Well, I, I I'm taking the weekend off. I have a football game to coach on Saturday. We're we got a really busy day here on Saturday, um, and then uh, I'm going to spend the uh, the weekend with my wife. How about that? Any big plans? Taking her out to eat, maybe. Yeah, um, we're probably going to golf. Um, we're going to spend some time out at our place at Sandy Pines and uh, and just kind of be together, Sands kids, for the weekend. All right, man. I like it. Okay, tcpaintballgr.com is the website. How long till axe throwing? Has that begun? Has not begun. It's sitting there waiting for us to put it together, and I just have not had time to no. get to it yet. Hey. It's got to happen soon. I it's, know what uh, you're saying. It, 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 it was hopefully going to be a summer activity. Now it sounds like it's going to be a fall slash winter uh, debut on that thing. Fuck yes. Can't wait. All right, buddy. Hey, thanks again for everything. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon. Rick from TC Paintball. It's called Trigger Time with Rick. Tyler says take her to a really fancy dinner at Applebee's. What's the name of that country star who has Applebee's in the song? Doesn't isn't it like the lines we bougie like uh, Applebee's on a date night? Uh, something Oreo milkshake, uh, something. Who? It's a fucking disgusting song. So bad. Ah. All right. Got more podcasting to do here, but I also have a full bladder. So hang with me. First of all, let me just point out that uh, if you are without health insurance, uh, let's get you past that and get you insured today with health care for you and your family. I can't afford it. Yes, you can. You just don't know what you have available to you. It is healthcare.gov, Obamacare. 
You need to know how it works. You just aren't educated on this topic. Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance is going to do everything for you, and it's not going to cost you a dime. 616-914-4070. He is the healthcare.gov expert and, and the Medicare Advantage Plan and Social Security guru. 616-914-4070. Don't let this slide take care of it today. If you are unemployed, self-employed, between jobs, working for an employer who doesn't offer insurance, this is for you. That's how we get our insurance here at the Eric Zane Show podcast household. For nearly four years, and you can take advantage of it too. Frank's services are free. You just heard Rick from TC Paintball. We already talked to him, tcpaintballgr.com. You got comedy coming up next weekend. Josh Blue is in town Thursday to Saturday. All right. Josh Blue is hilarious. Go to fullhousecomedy.com. We had trigger time, and now it's tinkle time with Eric. I will be right back. Uh, That is Jimmy from Portland, Maine. He did the old uh, Dave Grohl on that. Played all the instruments. It was incredible. Virtuoso virtuoso musician. All right. Where the hell am I? I got senioritis now. Okay, I talked about the basketball coach. That's ridiculous. Ime Yudoka. I had never heard of that guy until uh, the story about him having an affair. And then, you know, that's it. You're you're gone for the year. I, I, fuck. Holy shit. Audio check, video check. This is when the story broke on ESPN. Joined now by Adrian Wojnarowski and what? Oge, as you wrote earlier in the day, this length of a suspension is essentially without precedent. And there's nothing on the back end that assures you, Yudoka, that he comes back when that year is over. And I'm just trying to figure out, I guess, probably what a lot of people are. Like, if that's the length of the suspension and you're not sure he's coming back, where does that leave him? Uh, Scott, it, it is an unanswered question tonight. Uh, in the wake of this year-long suspension, as you said, Scott, with no end date, there's no assurance, and Ime Udoka was not given any assurance that he would ever coach. If I'm Udoka and I get a year, uh, I, I start posting nudes of the chick. The Celtics again, but what it does... I mean, with her consent. ...does open up the door for, and certainly... Or they, like, have sex... With him wearing a Celtics jersey or an OnlyFans page of just him plowing her wearing Celtics gear. And talking to some other organizations today, he may become a candidate or a a coach of interest for other jobs that might open uh, or might become open during the season or certainly next season. The the final chapter of Yudoka's coaching career has not been written. This is not going to be a death knell for him. It could be the end in Boston. Uh, but this is a coach who made an incredible impression on people, what he did in Boston last season, getting them to the NBA Finals. Uh, and I think that Udoka is going to be a candidate elsewhere 
and maybe as soon as this 2020. Yeah, this is, uh, I wanted more information about the affair and I didn't get it. This is so stupid. An NBA, uh, a person in the NBA, player, coach, messing around. It happens all the damn time. Corey says, I think it's because it was within the organization. That's why he got in trouble. All right, but that much trouble? That that much trouble, really? I don't know. I need to know who, what happened. I mean, is it like uh, the daughter of the owner that he, he, he put it in her butt or something like that? I have no idea. Uh, I would say... No, there should be zero suspension, none, not a bit of suspension. And uh, I don't know if they broke, if he broke a rule, you know, sometimes there are rules between relationships in, in, you know, employees. And I think that that is actually what happened. Uh, And if, uh, if that's the case, well, all right, but you get written up and you two can't have a relationship you can have one of the, if you have a relationship with the mistress, you can't work here. Or you can, uh, uh, you know, break up. Come on. A year? Holy shit, that is ridiculous. I cannot believe that. A um, couple things, a couple more things. Actually, like uh, uh, most of what I'm talking about today is related to sports. Uh, I'm going to get to um, uh, the rest of what I have coming up here, but I have completely run afoul on time. So I need, I need, I've uh, on the back half, the back third of this show, pile on my sponsors. I'm so, I know I like to spread them out more, but they have to be set at some point and we only have 19 minutes of show left. So First of all, let me just mention that I am on Cameo, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Hire me when you want to have some fun. Maybe some type of roast. I can do that for you. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. If you need any type of scheduled maintenance done in your car for a European vehicle, an Asian vehicle, and a domestic vehicle, and Stevie, that means... Hey, honey, how you doing a car made in the U.S. like a Chevy, you know? A girl, I... Hey, honey, how you doing? Yes, Chevrolet is domestic, Stevie. Ding dong. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling is the man. If you have any scheduled maintenance for your furnace or AC units... A and E heating and cooling 616-516-8579. Thank you very much. Absolutely awesome. A and E heating and cooling in West Michigan. And then of course the Kent County Health Department. Thank you for immunizations, personal health immunizations, personal health services, and the WIC program. We are still in the midst of September being National um, Immunization Month for your little ones, especially. If they are without the measles, mum, uh, measles, mumps, rubella vaccinations, they need those. Uh, whooping cough, pertussis, meningitis. These are all things that can keep your children safe. Don't let them down by being an idiot. Get your kids immunized. Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees. 
Tried to hit number 61 last night. He hit it a mile to straightaway center field. And uh, not far enough. It was an out. They're making a huge deal about this because, you know, Ruth did it with 60. And then Maris, also a Yankee, number of years later, did it with 61 to break that record. And then it got weird because Sosa and McGuire in, I believe, 98, they they injected themselves with all sorts of steroids and used cork bats and cheated their way past that record. It was complete bullshit. And then Barry Bonds, not to be outdone, put twice as many steroids into his body and used twice as many, twice as much cork in his bat. And he, he passed them all. Barry Bonds. Hit like, I think the record for that year, um, he hit seven or 800 home runs in one year, did Barry Bonds. But no one cares because he cheated so much. So the unofficial record is 61 by Roger Maris. Those other assholes, Bonds, Sosa, and McGuire, uh, they're just pieces of shit. None of them are in the Hall of Fame, and Sammy Sosa is now a white guy. So Aaron Judge is mashing the ball this year. He is still at 60. If he hits 61, he will tie Babe Ruth. I'm assuming he's not on steroids. The other story, and I was talking about this with Kyler yesterday, is uh, uh, Alex Alex Pujols? Is that his name? Pujols. Who's trying to get to 700 home runs. And that's only been done by Ruth, Aaron, and Bonds, right? Fucking Bonds. Well, anyway, uh, Kyler suggested that the pitchers who are throwing to Pujols um, are like Albert, not Alex, you idiot. I, that felt weird when I said it. Albert Pujols. He suggested that the pitchers are um, uh, throwing him like perfect pitches and, and, and then he knows it's coming. That the pitchers are being paid to let him hit a home run. And I love that conspiracy theory. Okay? I love it. Um, because this guy, this Albert Pujols, this is his last year of baseball. He's like, I think right now he's 69 years old. And suddenly, uh, he's been hitting the shit out of the ball. And like every other at bat, he hits it like 900 feet. And so he's getting all these home runs and he's so physically not able. He, all he does is DH. He can't do anything. He can barely walk. He just hits a home run, and then it takes him like half an hour to get around the bases. His legs are shot. He's an absolute mess. So the theory that Kyler floated, and I love it, is that the pitchers are being paid to serve up a fat one for Albert, not Alex Pujols, so that he can smash a home run and then get over 700 home runs, and then that's the way he ends his career at being one of just a handful of players to hit that many home runs. And I love that. And I believe that that's happening. 
I didn't even think about it for a second until he brought it up. Very, I, you know, and I, I'm like, well, and you might be like, why would they do that? And the idea is baseball, no one likes baseball. Baseball is a sport that's dying in America. If you were to look back when I was a kid, the big game was baseball. It wasn't football. It was baseball, you know? And then something happened. I don't know what. I think Americans got smarter and realized that baseball sucks dick. It's horrible. Corey says boring uh, or uh, baseball on TV is super boring. That is not true. Baseball on TV and in person is boring. It's fucking awful. They're trying to change it, make it more entertaining, speed the game up. No. Fuck that. Megan says, so I should quit spending all my money on travel ball. I would argue that the kids are more entertaining than the pros. You know? The only time I'm talking about baseball is when, like, I'm talking about Judge and I'm talking about uh, Pujols. You see, that's what baseball is doing. They're intentionally making these things happen, fabricating these storylines so that idiots like me will talk about it. You know? If you could guarantee a fight each game um, or you're allowed to throw it someone's head, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm all about it, but that's not what's happening. All right. This, I find this to be interesting and this is fun. It's baseball. I sound like uh, the chick on the free beer and hot wing show. Fun, 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 but it is fun. This is fun. Guy's name is something. What the fuck is his name? Doesn't matter. Harrison Bader. And uh, all the Latino players on the team um, say, hey, you got to learn some Spanish. So like Joe Martinez, he's they're teaching him forbidden Spanish. All right. So. This hot chick is interviewing him and uh, she's asking him that exact thing about learning Spanish. Can you say anything in Spanish? The only thing I know is la misma mierda todos los días. Oh my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> that means same, the same shit every day. Can you say anything in Spanish? The only thing I know is la misma mierda todos los días. Oh my God, no. <laughs> I love this dude because he's cracking up. The dude looking right at the camera and laughing like that makes me happy. <laughs> I could. Honestly, oh, that's all I know. I should I should add good words. My bad. Um, that's my all God. I know. Okay, I need these two to have sex right now. Okay, these two need to have hot white guy Latina sex. All right, and I think she's ready because I think the ovaries popped the second he started laughing. Could you feel that? Can you say anything in Spanish? The only thing I know is la misma mierda todos los días. Oh my God, no. <laughs> I 
Honestly, that's all I know. I should I should add Googlers. All right. I love that. I love those two. Tu madre es una puta. There you go. The new hot oh, that's wrong. Comes chingo de cagada. I. They need to teach him how to say eat tons of shit. Comes chingo de cagada. Or eat my ass while I'm shitting. Come mis nalgas cuando yo estoy cagando, cabrón. Can you imagine if we drop that one? How about just a simple go fuck yourself? Pete la chingada, cabrón. Uh, suck my dick with your butt would have gone a long way to make me laugh. Lame mi palo con tu culo. Excellent. Uh, I see Joe Martinez is in attendance right now from Mexico. He is visiting loved ones, seeing his family in Mexico. Joe, hello. Be careful. There's been lots of earthquakes. My brother is in Mexico City right now and about an hour and a half to the west of Mexico City. There was an earthquake two days ago and then there was one a few days before that. And he's like, what the fuck? The building's shaking. They evacuate. He has to go outside. Everything was okay, but, you know, you might be in for some excitement. I don't know if you've ever felt an earthquake. I know you weren't born in Mexico. Uh, or, uh, I don't know if many people listening to the show have actually felt an earthquake because I'm predominantly a Midwest show. Um. So, yeah, that is uh, that is interesting. I felt one earthquake in my life, and believe it or not, I was in Michigan. I was living in Madison Heights, Michigan, right outside of Detroit, 1998. I was seated back in a chair, like a, a fucking uh, a PVC chair in my backyard, like reading the newspaper. And all of a sudden, while seated there, I moved. Like, I, I physically moved, and I went, what the fuck was that? And then I, I just have, I didn't think another thing of it. And Jim's running around. Jackie's running around little kids. I wandered into the house and there's this little chandelier and it's moving. And I'm like, what, the, what the fuck is going on? We just have an earthquake. I think we had an earthquake. It was uh, somewhere in like Ohio or something like that. Sure enough, it turned on the news earthquake. Look out. And you see, you know how it is in a place where they don't get earthquakes. When there's one that's, when there's an earthquake in a place that doesn't get earthquakes, the people are like, oh my God, oh, we had an earthquake. What are we going to do? It's the same when you live in like a, a warm climate community and they get snow. Like Kenny in Tennessee, when those dumb asses get snow, they're like, oh, 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 oh my God, we got an inch of snow. Oh, 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 the terror. That's what they do in Michigan. When there's an earthquake. Uh, Joe Martinez says, I was here five years ago when the big one hit. I was in a store and the mannequin started dancing. I froze in place. And then you said to the mannequin, Tu madre es una puta. And then you said, Come mis nalgas cuando yo estoy cagando, cabrón. And then you dropped. Pete la chingada, cabrón. And then you... Lame mi palo con tu culo. And you finished it up with... Comes chingo de cagada, all right. There you go. We've got the asshole of the day coming up. If you have any suggestions, 
as I say hello to uh, Bard High 1983 Peha is now following. Thank you. Asshole of the Day nominations. If you have one, please send it along. Thank you, as always, to Bennett Flooring Installation. By the way, um, the owner of Bennett Flooring Installations, Jacob Bennett, has just purchased a new business. And I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything. But let me just tell you this. There was a time uh, when there was um, when I was working on the radio. There's a company that um, is kind of has like all over the place, and they launched a new uh, franchise in Grand Rapids, and I had so much fun at it. It was a place that had golf simulators, where you put the ball on the tee, and then all these cameras and computers. You hit the ball; it hits the. Uh, um, the ball travels 20 feet, 10 feet, hits the backdrop, but it, the, it, it measures, and then you see it take off on this projector screen. You're playing golf, all right? And you've got all these different spots where you can play golf. It is so much fun. Well, Jacob and his lovely better half now own a play, one of these, not the franchise, but their own. And I can't wait to tell you all about it because it's a place where we'll all be able to get together and you drunkards can drink. We can hit the ball. We can play golf, actually a round of golf. Now that's golf that I would play. Even I would play that golf. And then there's all sorts of fun things you can do there. I'll be talking about it in the upcoming weeks. It just happened. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. If you need flooring installed at your residence for a lower price than anyone else, I guarantee it. He's not guaranteeing it because it does I'll guarantee it. 616-318-0167. So go ahead, have Jacob show up at your place, measure the room, Tell you how much it's going to cost to install the flooring. He, If you want, rip up the old stuff on your own. That will save you money. Or do it full service. Doesn't matter to him. Whatever you want. The flooring that I want you to install is purchased, please, at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home is the main showroom. The Discount Outlet. Is where you save the real cash. Go there first. More than likely, they're going to have what you want for whatever it is you want to do. Could be laminate, vinyl plank, ceramic, wood, carpeting, all different styles of carpet, types of carpet, everything from all of the major manufacturers, the best brands, the most popular brands, or uh, I'm sorry, the most popular styles, uh, because those sell out the fastest. And they buy a lot of it in a big truck, put it in the discount warehouse, and then they price it cheaper than anyone else, I promise you. And then you throw a discount on of 10% when you say my name. Johnson 
Carpet One Discount Outlet. It's in Granville, Michigan, behind the Little Caesars. Uh, Ugly beige building, small red sign on the north side of Chicago Drive. Just find them online. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Last but not least, Bosco's Pub. We got to get back to Bosco's for an asshole-free Bosco invasions. Bosco's invasion. Okay? We had an asshole-free lunch at um, Beltline Bar. Not a sponsor. But that's because Bosco's didn't open until 4 p.m. We got to get back there. I'm thinking during basketball hockey season, we'll meet at Bosco's, 4 p.m. start, then go to the hockey game. We've done that before when we were loaded down with busted out teeth audience members. Uh, We have cleaned up a bit. Thank God. Bosco's Pub, online at boscospub.com in Hudsonville, Michigan. All right. What do we have for the asshole of the day? Considering the uh, golf simulator, Showbro Michael 91 says, yeah, Eric, those have been around for years. I didn't suggest it was new, ass fuck. Did I? No. I just said that's their new business, and I can't wait to go to it. At no point did I say, new tech just hit. It's called a golf simulator. You lost your mind? Cole suggests that it should be uh, asshole of the day, uh, Jason Bennett, who sent me the email, the butthurt email. By the way, no relation there to Jacob Bennett. And there actually is a Jason Bennett that works for Bennett Flooring Installation. No relation. Where is my shit? You guys could do a supercut of me uh, scrambling around trying to find my shit here. Asshole of the day is Eric for admitting baseball sucks. Because of Latinos? I don't recall saying that. I think you're trying to make me look like a racist. All right. Uh, Chris in Maine wrote, Mexican is a filthy language and the auto mod blocked it. You don't believe me? There you go. And then Chris was like, oh, man. I can't believe it. My message got blocked. First of all, there is no such language called Mexican, dick. All right. What do we got? Anyone have any suggestions? Let me take a look. As to the ground we have covered today. Oh, God. Everything is killing me. Keith Urban is awesome. The Russians are finally getting the message. 
The Iranian people are finally getting the message. Horrible leg break. Ime Yudoka has to sit for a year because of Poon. We talked to Rick from TC Paintball. Had some great topics, including that. Adam Levine, the kid wearing the Spider-Man dress. All right. Where do we go? It's got to be the Iranians. Maybe not the people, but definitely the government. The Iranians are the assholes of the day. Holy shit. You could put Putin in there too. All right. That is it. It's brought to you by TC Paintball. That's the asshole of the day. And that is it. Uh, Show number 905 is done. That is it. We're done. And I want to see you on my Patreon. So if you enjoyed this, all right, if you enjoyed this, check me out on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. More podcasting there. When in doubt, keep podcasting. All right. Thank you for the time. Till next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.